episode 424 of Global From Asia in India, talking about product sourcing and preparing for my first ever trip to India this February for India Sourcing Trip with Megla and Marg. It's a great, fun, interactive session. Let us tune in now. Welcome to the Global From Asia podcast, where the daunting process of running an international business is broken down into straight up, actionable advice. And now, your host, Michael Michelini. Thank you for choosing to listen to, maybe watch, Global From Asia, episode 424. We are rolling deeper into 2024, almost into February. I am preparing for my trip to India. First time ever going to Delhi for the India sourcing trip. Megla, it's been great. She came out to Chiang Mai for the cross-border summit. We've known each other so many years and I've always wanted to go. Finally gonna make that move, going out there, February 4th to the 14th. Today we did a live webinar last week and we are sharing with you today. It was so much fun, no slides. I think even if you're on audio version, you should be getting some value on this. We're talking about product discovery, product research, some tools, and then we get into Q&A, and we talk about sourcing in India, and of course China, and a lot, a lot, a lot of nuggets. I mean, honestly, like this should be paid, but there's just so much more value. I can't wait to be on the floor at a trade show working with people. Maybe you could even join too. We'll tune in right now. See you in the show. Are you looking for USA banking solutions for your e-commerce business? I am proud to say Mercury.com is supporting the podcast here third year in a row at Global From Asia. And we're proud to say it because we use them ourselves for many of our own Amazon brands and e-commerce brands and joint ventures with our US structures. And they're super easy to do, online application, no fees. And they have great customer support, have helped us with trouble with Amazon Seller Central over the years about some receipts and statements and everything like that. So we're so happy to say thank you, Mercury, for supporting our show, being a great service and supporting other e-commerce sellers. We're really proud to say they're a sponsor here. And we also have a video tutorial as well as an overview and a special link with a little bonus for you as well for us under certain conditions. Check it out at globalformasia.com slash mercury for that information. Thank you for listening and thank you, Mercury. Good evening, good morning. It's uh, it's early evening here. I think afternoon to Meg for Megla and a little bit over evening for Marge. How, how you all doing? Doing great. Thank you so much, Mike. Yeah, it's great to uh, great to have you. We have a few people here in the live audience. Maybe they could in the chat say where they're dialing in from. I'm looking at the profiles. I see people from all over the world. Paul in Australia. Oksana in Australia. So if if you just want to say in the chat where you're dialing in from and what you'd like to learn today, we have a fun one today. I was I, I no slides. We're going we're going to no slides. I actually think those are the more fun ones. And I'll be sharing some of my own strategies. I'm my first time to India, we're we're getting close, right? So it's getting close. I didn't sleeps. <laughs> 19 sleeps. I like that. 19 sleeps. Well, like 18 it. now, I think. Is it 18, Michael? 18 now. I got yeah. the countdown. Yeah. It's exciting. Yeah. <laughs> Feb, Feb. Going no slides. Yeah, Oksana. Thank you, Lori. Oksana from is here. Oksana is coming to India. You'll meet her there. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. Yeah. I can't and wait. We've got. Lori as well. Lori's on the trip too. Hi, Lori. Nice. How are you? From Miami. So she's early, 6 a.m., I think, right? <laughs> right? 
uh, we have a global audience. Well, I think you're also going to get a double session with, with me. I'm going to do, this one's a, a webinar style, but I'll also do a private one for confirmed attendees next week as well, where it will be a little bit more interactive. Of course, today you can ask me questions as well, but I'll be more talking about like a single product selection. But, you know, for those that are confirmed, we'll get more time with me and uh, we'll be going through, we'll going through uh, your own products and your own uh, questions in a much more intimate style. So let's uh, get started. I will share my screen or Megalo, would you like to say something first while I get my... No, I just want to say that, yeah, this is going to be, you know, very helpful for anybody who's, of course, planning to go to India, but also, you know, other sourcing trips, right? I mean, if, you, if you're planning to go to China, for example, exactly, uh, you know, these tips might be helpful for you for any basic, any trip, basically. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So we're, we're trying our best to give, you know, it's always so much to share, so much to go through. So this is the webinar page just to, to give you a little bit of an outline. Of course, Marge is here too, co-founder as well, India Sourcing Network. And we have Megala. I'm Mike Michelini, the host at Global From Asia. I'm dialing in from Chiang Mai, Thailand, where we've been doing sourcing in China and Thailand and Asia for 20 years. If you can believe that, it's crazy, crazy. <laughs> Time flies. So today I'm going to go through my sourcing preparations. I will be going to India. I'll also be looking for some of my own products. So I'll be sharing today some of the products I'm already buying. I'll be sharing some of the strategies, the tools, the tactics, but not just the tools, the thought process, expanding brands that already has products, decision-making. We have a map of the trade show, preparing to talk to the suppliers, and uh, we will have some Q&A at the end. Uh, but like Megala says, this is, of course, we're going to focus on in India, but I think you'll learn strategies for all of your sourcing and, uh, and e-commerce needs. And thank you for being here live. Thank you for attending. So I'm just going to go right into screen share, if that's okay. We're going to get right into the fun part. And uh, maybe if there's questions, maybe I don't mind while we're going. So this is this is one of my brands. It's a newer brand. So I, I have a few brands. This is uh, just getting started on Amazon. So it's a new brand. It's from China and Thailand for right now, but I would, I want to find some in India. So it's a uh, and it's dried flowers, pompous. So uh, it's mostly a single product for right now. And uh, when I think of a, a brand, this, I, I actually purchased this brand. I didn't start this brand started, but I, when I think of a brand, I think of a, of a, of a type of a user, I think of a, a group of products, not a single product, but uh, so you can expand the brand, right? So what we're going to talk about today is some ideas of how to find new product ideas for existing product category. And of course, like sure, there's so many strategies, but, uh, and of course we have Megala and Marge here with their experience. Maybe they could even give some more suggestions. I'm always learning as well, but this is, this is the concept for today's webinar. And then of course, for those that are confirmed or will confirm, we'll have a private session where I'd love to also go even more depth and also looking at your products as well in a, in a private, uh, more private session. But I'm gonna go right into Amazon. I, I also recommend you put your deliver to address to New York or US. I just like the 10010, which is a New York City zip code. It sometimes helps with the search algorithm and I'm using a tool called Seller Sprite. 
I know a lot of people use Helium 10. I've used Helium 10. It's, it's somewhat similar. You can check into the pricing yourself, but I will be using this tool for today's demonstrations. And uh, this is how I'll do my product research today. All right. I will uh, start to look for some products. So I'm going to look in what my current product category, and uh, you can see this is actually another plugin. I'm forgetting the name, AMZ Suggestion Expander Pro. So I, I had this, this also, this one's totally free. So this, as you can see, I just put in a base keyword and it's giving me all kinds of keywords here for my ideas. So for example, of course, I, I, I've been thinking about this brand a lot. I, I'd love to take some questions at the end for your own brands, but you think of complementary products. But if, if you're already buying from say China or other countries and you want to start in India or another country, I wouldn't really try to have a, I would try to have an independent product. I can see here Pompous and Vase. I might not really want that as a combination because if I'm buying one from one country and uh, another country, it would be very hard to do together because of uh, assembly and all that. So I want to kind of find a standalone new product, but I could find a, a vase, right? I would think maybe a vase might be a good one. We don't sell this with the vase at the moment. So vases are something I'm thinking about. So I could maybe just do pompous face and you can see it, see more variations. It can be a little bit less quantity, but let's just put in the pompous face. You'll see the search results page here and seller sprite is running in the background inside this browser. And I can do some product research buttons. I should have been logged in. Okay. Is the seller sprite similar to Helium 10 or is it different? Yeah, it's, it's, it's got very similar features. Okay. But yeah, you can compare as you see. But I think this is, of course, going to be a very low, low, uh, low search volume product here. But I'm just giving you some ideas of how this looks. So you can see this search results page. But yeah, it does look similar to Helium 10, as you may, may look, may agree with me on. Hmm. Yeah. And yeah. And you can see here the number of reviews, the the ratings. But there's some cool other features that. Uh, but I'm basically right now I'm just trying to get an idea of size of this category of this niche to see if it's how much is worth my my investments and my time to do this so bsr i believe people know is best selling rank so the lower the better that means it's selling a, a lot usually people think higher might be better but lower is better that's a bit of a basic one and they get an idea so this this one this one here is selling 85 units a day right according to this tool which you know i think might be worth your time if you can do it. This is the monthly revenue, the margins, this is FBA fees. So similar to any other tool, I'm just using Seller Sprite today, but you can of course use Helium Dan and there's other tools as well for product research. But you know, I'm just gonna you know, dive into this. This one, this is kind of sticking out. You can also see here if it has other kinds of content, all Amazon Choice and Vine and our video introductions and other points. So I'm gonna, dive into this this one here and another cool feature about this is it, it pulls it automatically into the listing so I can see here the different uh, variations there's multiple variations 
I'll be honest. I mean, there's four variations. I don't like variations because that means I have to buy more inventory of different kinds of sizes and colors. I like to focus on one. I don't like a lot of variations because it just makes me have to spend more money on inventory. But I can see the, it doesn't make, these don't, according to this data, these might not be really worth it. This looks like the main one, right? This white variation. Again, I, I have to keep an eye out when I go to the India trip if I can see something like this. It, I don't know if Megala can give us some inside insights if she thinks this is an India sourced product. But um, could be, yeah. But uh, you know, I would I would think vases are potentially India made and probably yeah. could be competitive on price. Actually, Mike, there is a fantastic supplier that we I'm sort of every time we go there, I have to go back and see, and they actually make planters and vases, and they're actually made out of metal, but they look exactly like ceramic. But when you pick it up, wow. it's like, and of course, a lot easier to ship because it's not heavy, it's not breakable, and they are gorgeous. So you'll have to check that one out. Wow. Okay. I'll definitely have to see that. Thank you so much. Planters and vases. I think you, Megala knows the stall I'm talking about, don't you? Yeah, I remember that. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. So it looks like people are picking this white variation over the over the black. Which actually, the black looks nice that finished, but this is just like a plain white finish. So you can also you can see multiple trends here, but I mean basically I I, I kind of like this because I'm giving I'm, I'm I'm giving you I'm just thinking out loud for the people watching. I'm thinking I don't want to have multiple variations, so I think I can get away with just maybe this this variation. I'm not sure why the seller has these different ones. At least from this data, it doesn't look like it might be worth They're it. Different sizes. They've got large and medium. Yeah, I see. But uh, as far as this data tool is saying, it's the majority yeah. of the sales are this medium-sized white. So I don't know why they bother. I mean, yeah, of course they're making some money, but you can see 88% of the reviews and uh, ratings and the sales are on this white, white one. So I wonder if they've just added those other ones lately because they don't seem to have hardly any reviews either. True. It's a bit strange. Yeah, so there's so much data. Again, I'm just kind of getting some inspiration today. We're going to go to the trade show, right? 19 sleeps or 18 sleeps to India. So I, I just want to, I, I don't want to exactly find the exact vase or the exact product, but I want to start to see what some top sellers in the category I'm looking for. I want to come prepared to my, uh, my trip in India. So I want to do some basic research in advance. I want to see what some top sellers, maybe now I have white over black. I don't know medium over large and this is again just we're just five ten minutes to the session but i'm just getting some inspiration today is you're getting inspiration you're trying to understand some kind of categories you're trying to understand you know the markets the trends you're, this is keepa it's like another plug-in on top of this tool where it's it's showing you the trends over time of this product so you can see if they've been the price has not moved you know it's always according to this tool it's always been at 9.99 but you can see the blue, the BSR has been decreasing, which actually means increasing sales. We talked about that. BSR means lower is better. It's counterintuitive, but uh, it's 8,000, which is better. And then you can see here the blue, the ratings are increasing. And uh, the rating has been staying steady at the, at the 4.7. So it's, uh, it's a very well done listing the sellers worked really hard on it. it might be hard to compete with them for her because 
they're improving. It's definitely been improving, but it also means potentially the market is in increasing. And uh, so this is so one other cool thing about this tool is the AI AI generator. So a lot of these tools, every tool, I think even Google and Facebook are using AI. But they can run AI to read all the reviews for you because a lot of times what we used to say in our older webinars or older podcast was read the reviews and see what people are saying. But I'm not even going to have to read the reviews. I'm getting the data right here. So you can see how many are women and men. I don't know how they exactly figure this out. So, you know, you know, do your own research or trust it as you could. But 40% men, 60% women, which is not as good as I wish. I usually like it to be higher one way or the other because I like to know if I'm selling to women or men. So it's kind of even, but a little bit heavier on women, right? And you can see what kind of uh, homeowners, office, students, right? So you're getting some ideas of who's the customer buying this product. And again, it's AI. You can't totally rely on it. But you can uh, get some insights, right? Bed, it's pretty evenly distributed across these these topics. Bedroom, right? So it's reading, it's reading the reviews. This is from the reviews. Isn't this kind of amazing? It's reading yeah. the reviews. Like how yeah. do they know who they are? How, how do they know? How does it know they're homeowners or office workers or students, right? Yeah. I mean, that sort yeah, of information is not really. Well, they're they're extrapolating it from the mm -hmm. review. See, it's okay. for the office. They're, they're mentioning, they're kind of maybe grabbing this. We could, of course, read the actual reviews directly, but they're, so actually when I, I go back to this blue pass, actually, this story is a little bit of a mess. It's not live on Amazon right now. They lost their inbound shipment. So it's going to show you out of stock, but I will show it to you anyway. But we use this to put in our, our product video. So we use these keywords that we learn in the actual videos or content, right? Um, so you're, you're learning from this data and I would highly recommend that you use this in your own listing to, to, to reinforce the potential customer. Oh, this is good for my bedroom, right? You say it's for the bedroom. You say it's for the office. You say it's for the bathroom, right? So again, I'm not getting a little bit off topic, but I, I, I think this is helpful for your marketing and your listing creation. But you're also reading the negatives. So one of the biggest things that all of us Amazon sellers do over the years is read the bad reviews of our competitors or our potential products we want to sell and try to understand from the reviews how to improve the product. I did that very specifically with a coffee pot brand, Sistano, where the customers on my competitors were all complaining about burning their hand when they touched the handle. And so we took a, a heat-resistant material handle that would not pass the heat to the handle. So you're reading their negative reviews to understand. And again, like going back to the India sourcing trip or in the sourcing trips in general, you're taking this research and you're bringing this to your, to the booth. And I know Megala and the, they have a very good ebook that they'll share to those that are confirmed to come to the trip. I definitely recommend you to take that in advance and research it. I'll leave that for her to sh share with you. But one, one concern is don't look like you're a brand new seller that's never sold on Amazon or you, you don't want to look like you're a newbie. So if, if you don't even know how to sell on Amazon or you never sold or you don't know this product, I, I can understand maybe what, what customers are saying. So when I talk to this supplier, I can, I can talk about the importance of the, the, 
you know, about some of these features, of course, broken, right? You can, but you know, the coloring, the texture. So you're, you're educating yourself on why they're buying it. You're educating yourself. So, you know, while you're not the seller, you might not have experience selling this. You can start to really understand. So this one is very, uh, this one's very important. I think, I don't know. It scratches the surface of the shelf, right? So, which I could agree with. So you, maybe when I'm looking at it on the floor at the trade show, I would maybe look on the bottom. Is this going to have something like that? Is it, is it maybe, you know, I, this is actually my favorite part. You're, you're like designing the product before you even, you know, the more you know before you even start to manufacture, right? So you, you can improve. So you're thinking maybe there's some kind of like a, a velt padding on the bottom of the, of the base or at least a finish or so you're trying to write this all out, right? Maybe a pen and paper, maybe a Google doc. I also would, if I'm really serious, I would recommend making a Google spreadsheet and a Google doc where you're listing out your products and going through it. You're taking these notes. I'm honestly taking this right now. I, I'm, I don't want to spend too much of your, I like to write on paper. I'll take this notebook to India. <laughs> I like paper over everything on computer. So I can flip to this page and I can go to this, but this is, this is what you're trying to do, right? You're trying to understand this product and understand what's into the mindset of the customer. What type of customers are they, what, what they're want, what they're liking, what they're not liking. But I feel like maybe they're not addressing the scratch bottom. Like I don't, I'm not sure if show a little bit on the bottom here, right? Hmm. But you see how they're talking about these different requirements. It looks like it's a plastic. You're, you're diving in and then you're going into similar products. So you're, you're really trying to understand this and then you're getting a lot of research into this, but they actually all look the same. And you know, yeah. <laughs> don't they all look the same? Like, come on here. I feel like I want to get a little bit differentiation here. I, I like to put my packaging. I like to differentiate with packaging. If you look at our our listing, our main image has the packaging next to it. So I really work mm -hmm. hard on packaging so that I can stand out to my competitors with the packaging. Of course, it shows my branding too and, and the product. So I don't know why they're not willing or able to do that in these current listings. And they're pretty low price, to be honest with you. They are pretty yeah. Simply yeah. low price, so it's a little bit scary to be honest. What's the material? Is it plastic or is it ceramic? It's probably plastic, right? Does it say what the material is? I can't really tell. Uh, let's see if we can get on this preview page. But you can also see the seller's location, of course, China, Pakistan, Pakistan. Two of the top sellers are Pakistan. Interesting. Which is, I don't, doesn't mean they're buying from. Pakistan, but they're a Pakistan-based seller, which is interesting. They might be buying it from China. Well, actually, it's the same seller, this this brand. So, real type standard. Standard, standard. yeah. I mean, what is standard? <laughs> yeah, that's not very. Let's go back. To yeah, they're not. Ceramic. Ceramic. Oh yeah, okay. fired at high temperature. Yeah, so it's ceramic. Yeah, but I like your uh, I like your idea of marge of metal because it's not going to break. 
But yeah, see, I mean, this is something, again, you know, today's like more of a case study. I'm sharing pretty openly my own brand. But yeah, I mean, I can sell this separately, right? I could add this. I can buy this from India and I can buy something from China. You know, I've, we've had other webinars and sessions over over time. You don't have to go all in one country. Of course, it's easier. But, you know, if you want to experiment, like I'm going to start to get from India, you could get a completely separate ASIN, but you could kind of cross promote it with your other listings and then experiment, right? And start to grow your product categories and your your brand. So, uh, yeah, I would, I'm actually excited for Marge. Of course, I also have Marge and Megla on our, our side on this trip to, to, to help us. And uh, of course, attendees will get that attention too, to get some inside information about what booths or what places or what differences. But, you know, I would, I would change, you know, I would try to differentiate with the packaging. I would try to make it where it doesn't break. I would make it where it doesn't scrape the bottom. Maybe people are complaining this is uh, scraping the bottom. Right. Again, I'm looking at the, the negative reviews from the AI tool. I could also dig in deeper onto the, yeah, I did the AI review. You can also download them if you wanted. You can download the images. Interesting, Mike. That's only seven inches high, that bar. So it's very small. That's why it's $9.99. Oh, mm, yeah, tricking it's a small size. one. Oh, it's tiny. Yeah. 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 yeah I see there. That's but why. It, yeah. Very small vase. Yeah. So, so then uh, we can. That's interesting that such a small vase is, uh, you know, that it's it's popular. Yeah, I mean, bigger, right? I mean, I I put in the secure of pompous pompous, which is this, Mm -hmm. uh, which is this bouquet, and this is also rather small, actually. Okay. I guess you, I might not be so big on the video, but this is the old block products. It's a pretty big okay. box. Yeah. But uh, I actually, I, I killed this listing when I bought the brand. It was just too, too much cost. And, uh, but it's this, this now. So it's this dried grass and uh, the packaging, but yes. So I think that vase is for something like this, right? So the idea is uh, people are searching for a smaller vase to put in their bathroom, their office, their desk. I think it's meant for like a desk and off a bathroom table, yeah. um, whereas the large ones. But you can we, we went into it where we were doing the, the research. Uh, people weren't buying the bigger one because remember, there is the bigger one there. Yeah, that, that doesn't make sense because to me, I, say, I don't even own a seven inch vase. I'm thinking like that's just so tiny to put anything in. I yeah. would like- 10 or 12 inches at least. Thank you, Yeah, that's really interesting. Unless it's like for more tiny, you know, like little bunches of flowers, just like the small iris little things, not not like a big flower display. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, because it can also make, it is about the price too, but uh, yeah, they have the other variations. Yeah, the bigger so one. $10.99, how big is that? Can we click into that? Yeah. Nine. So it's Nine. not that much. Gee, it's, it's still, still rather. Still. I feel like India does have large. I mean, again, it's my first time, but I've seen India vendors in, in other uh, other shows. I think they usually have high. I guess they can make any size, but, you know, I'm getting this data. So they're showing the two next to each other. Yeah. So that looks really, the black one looks large. I would reckon they would get a lot of returns because if I looked at that, I would expect that black vase to be at least 12 inches high. It just looks so much bigger. 
in that mm, fire. Very true. Safe. True. Yeah. Interesting. That's very saving. So I think that. for people going on the trip, you know, well, like some people have specific products in mind because they're maybe yep. already selling something and they want to yep, yep. uh, maybe look for new designs or new suppliers, or maybe they're sourcing from China. They want to diversify. So some people mm -hmm. have specific products in mind and we help them find suppliers of those types of products. So for example, I'm of course not going to take, you know, names of any specific products, but Lori has a very specific product that she wants to source. And okay. so she's very focused that, okay, this is what I want to do. And we're, you know, helping her with that. We're setting up factory visits and all. Cheney is joined as well. She has specific products too. But at the same time, I think this is also a discovery trip. So there's yeah. just so many cool products out there. And once you go to the trade show, you know, you should go with an open mind that you might be able to discover something that then you have to go back and research and see if it's viable and what the competition is like. So I think that's, you know, both approaches work because for people who've been to the trade show, they know the types of products that, you know, they will see there. For But for people who haven't been there, it's just uh, more of a discovery sort of, you know, at the trade show, you're discovering new products. And then what we also tell people is just whatever catches your attention, you take note of it, whatever is, you know, it, it seems different, unique, something that you haven't seen before, take note of it in your diary, and then you can also do research on it later on. You know, that's also one approach, specifically if you don't have any products in mind. But I think this also really helps, Mike, like if you, you know, do research beforehand, you know, if you have specific products, that's that's fine. Then you go discover products. That's the second thing. And the third thing, I think what you're saying is do some research on Amazon and see if there are some high demand products that you could potentially source. So there are three approaches, right? Exactly. And some of these here, like I sort of never really looked at vases, but one of those you just flipped through had a thousand sales a month plus, plus yeah. a thousand. So, I mean, yeah, I mean these, these are big. I would not yeah. have. Yeah, look at that 1K plus board in the past month. And that's yeah. like, yeah. That, that's a, you know, big sort of. And, you know, um, so, how would yeah, you like start what? from scratch, Mike? So, let's say, you know, we know that there are a lot of wooden products at the trade show. There's like okay. mango wood, and there are a lot of home decor items that are made from mango wood. And this could be, you know, anything, things like uh, trays, bowls, cake stands, and you know, cutlery, like huge amount of wooden products. So how would you start looking for wooden products that are popular? Well, you can, you can see here, I mean, if I really was totally clean slate and I had wood, you can see I typed in wood again. I'm using this free plugin. I forgot the name again. I set up once and forget about it, but right? Was it yeah, AMZ expander. It's, I think it's, yeah. I'm totally, you can, as a marketer, you just plug in all these things. And That's stuff. a lot of you can see wood there. hangers is pretty hot. You know, wood, I, mm. wood. Uh, this one is really sticking out to me because you can see wood hangers and wood, and it's ninety thousand, right? So, I mean, I guess if we're really clean slate wood, I don't know if you think hangers. It has a little bit of metal, but uh, those just come up. I don't look at sponsored because you know we want to find the organic. So I'm it's looking down at. Mike, you could do wooden vases because you don't want water in your pampas grass. 
Yeah, so, I agree. I, uh, you could get a, a fantastic mango wood vase for that painting. Yeah, I know. I think you're, uh, you're brilliant. Yeah, I mean, there's wooden vases or vases. Yeah, here it's. Uh, I, I, I'm ready. I want to. I want to do it. I want. I don't. I mean, you know, the choices are going to be so different because the, because that you can choose. It can be all shaped how you want it. Yeah. Find something really different. I think in a wooden vase. Yeah, let's get some inspiration. Of course, you know, if you want really pure inspiration, you go to Etsy, Pinterest. You know, if if people really are just doing very high level just concepts. I work with some product designers in some of my brands that are very talented branding experts. They don't really look at Amazon first. They look at Pinterest first. They look at, they look at Etsy first, but uh, you know, I'm looking at more as a data, but if you want really pure inspiration, we, we can even do it now, but jump in. But this is giving us also a, uh, an overview. Again, this plugin is embedded into Amazon. So you can see it's uh, across all wooden bases, right? So it's giving me some data here. It's 69,000 units a month with a million in revenue, a bit over a million, $23 average selling price and four and a half average out of five rating with each rating about three, four, four, three hundred forty-one, which I think, you know, actually Toba Rabinovich is a very good Amazon expert. I, I uh, learned from, I think a lot of people say if it's too many, if it's like a thousand reviews average, it's very hard, you know? I mean, of course, the less, the better, because that means it's easier for you to come in. But I'm not too scared with 341 reviews. Of course, that's still not so easy, but that means you got to get up to like, you know, uh, more reviews, of course, the better, as anybody here would know. But uh, I'm not so, so scared with 341. Like a thousand or something more would be very, very competitive, but I feel like I can still enter this. So that gives me an overview of the category. Again, I skipped the sponsored. I look at the, this is starting to be like the Amazon picks and the others. And again, I'm, I'm not going to be pick exactly what I want. Cause I'm going to go to India sourcing trip and see all these vendors. Maybe going to see a vendor I like to work with, or maybe Megla or Marge have some recommendations because we're going with their expertise and their network that if I find a supplier, I might want to work with them more than just the exact product. So I want to just get some ideas of the product to look at the pricing, but these are some of the top selling wooden vases. Those first um, two were India products, they're both mango wood. Oh, okay. People listening don't know, mango wood is India centric. It's from a mango tree and it is sustainable. So it's a really good brand story as well, being mangoes. Once the fruit is finished bearing, which is about 10, 12 years, the tree is chopped down and a new one planted. So you're not actually killing a hundred year old forest or something to get the wood. So mango wood is a very, very popular wood in India, very light. It's a lot lighter than acacia wood in weight. So it's great for shipping as well. So it doesn't weigh as much. That's so nice. you, won't, you won't see it on China because they don't have mango wood. So you're going nice. to stand out from the crowd. See, this is the benefit of people coming to India. If you yeah. go Alibaba, those white ceramic vases are going to be everywhere. Well, that's not what you want to do and look for that in India. You want to look for something like these mango wood type things that yeah. are unique that aren't on Alibaba. Agreed, agreed. I'm because saying. then you don't need to, you know, to do as much because even if they've got a lot of reviews, you've got something totally unique on the page that no one else yeah. is selling. So the reviews don't really come into it as much then because it's more that grabbing the look of the person. See, there's another couple of different, no, they're not mango wood. 
Well, you could you could almost find one you like and maybe have it made in mango wood. Maybe is that possible? Yeah. I actually like this ball one personally. Yeah, of course you could. Yeah, I can do anything once once you have something you like. You just give them the style, and they'll just make it to be whatever you want. But uh, you know, I still see some opportunity here. You know, we're scrolling through. You got to also just be careful. They're 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 putting more and more sponsored everywhere. So I'm trying to not look at sponsored. I'm looking at. <laughs> You know, just because of product research, because they're paying, right? You want to find the ones that are that are that are organic. So you know, they're not having that many reviews, and they're pretty far far up. I'm personally liking this. I just think it might be cool variation with the pompous, right? So within this, yeah, and they put it up on your wall, and you could, uh, combine it with the pompous potentially. And uh, offices might like that more for saving table space. But uh, and I know for a fact one of those is sourced. In India, because I recognize the name of the. Oh, <laughs> interesting. All right. Well, yeah, this is the mango fifty-five. Actually, it's getting a little bit of a you know not. I try to get four point five usually, so it's getting mm -hmm. some issues. Go down to the one. Let Let's have a look what the one stars are. What the problem is. Be interesting. Uh, can seller sprite tell us what the like? Can, yeah, can I mean it's, it's doing it, but it takes takes a little bit, but it's also not so many reviews. It usually wants more reviews okay. to do the AI, mm -hmm. but we can also mm -hmm. while it's it's running, I click the run button. But uh, let's see what these critics. Uh, oh yeah, I was right there. <laughs> yeah, it says do not buy. It stinks. Bad. Smell. Smell. Milky smell. Smoky smell. Yeah, well. Well, maybe there was some moisture yeah, when it was packed. There was some moisture. Yeah. And because of that, smell, yeah, it's smell, always smell, got to make right? sure that you've, that the Leaks. wood is dried properly. It's cured. But I mean, this is painful to read, but you know, this is how you learn. But yeah, it's all about the smell here. So we gotta learn. Yeah. So definitely that's a good learning, actually. <laughs> exactly. I mean, this is this is saving us, you know, thousands of dollars or in time to, to know. And then we go to the vendor at the booth and we say, Oh, we don't want it to smell. How do we make sure it doesn't have any smell, right? We we bring it back to them. Yeah, there's um, certain temperatures that it has to be at and the moisture readings. So if you get a QC done and they do a moisture reading, they will be able to tell you whether it's, you know, got any too much moisture in it because there are certain degrees of moisture levels Yeah, that, that will work. So, again, you can see how much, yeah, it's not, it's not enough reviews, but I think we can read it ourselves. The, but it's really unfortunate, you know, I'm sure the seller, I feel, I feel for the seller, they probably work really hard on this and, you know, but it's going to be hard for them to recover that. They, and maybe they got to fix that problem because if they keep selling it, so we'd have to make sure we have to learn about this. And then when we go there, mm, fix that. And maybe, I don't know, maybe learn, but this is a very valuable insights, right? So before I go to the trade show, I, I know this is an issue with this potential boss and I, I speak to them. But uh, time's flying when you're having fun. I can't believe I'm looking at the time. And we have some questions here, actually. Paul yeah, is maybe saying. Maybe there are questions. I'm, 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 yeah, I'm strategies for not being overwhelmed by the number of opportunities. Also, what are the best prices and terms? Are we likely to be able to negotiate? Paul, are you coming on India sourcing trip? No, right? Are you going? Can we discuss sourcing trips rather than product selection? Sure, we can talk sourcing says, trips. It's a discovery trip for me for sure. 
Okay. What happens when three MMM come together? Sourcing life gets easy. <laughs> yes, yeah, wow, with three M's that. today. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's time, the three October. M's. Yeah. yeah, it's true. We were a little bit more heavy on the product research, but I'm basically um, I'm making a, a even in my brain, but I should be writing it down. But I am taking some rough notes. You're trying to understand the products. You you want to know your product. You know, I think the biggest mistake buyers make is they think the factory is supposed to be the expert, right? People think so. You need to know your product, and by knowing the problems in your product, I, I'm I'm now a little bit of a I'm not an expert, but I know a little bit more about the wood and vases when I go to India and I'll go through this category for sure, thinking about how I can complementary sell my a product with another product I have and bundling or, or cross promoting. But uh, I'm, I'm learning the, the landmines. You're, <laughs> I feel like selling on online or e-commerce or product is, is, it's more about dodging the bullets. You know, there's a lot of landmines. You know, and, and one mistake can really cost you a lot of time and money. So you're trying to almost prevent those problems and also look like an expert. But uh, I guess the first one is how to not be overwhelmed, right? Is that one? We, should I stop? Yeah. 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 He said, how do we not get overwhelmed? And I mean, if, if you want, we can also share the other document that you have, which is the trade show document. I mean, that's something that we share with the trip attendees and uh, Mike and I were contemplating whether we should share it publicly or not, but maybe we can share a bit of it publicly, but not too much. Yeah. I didn't want to, I did, I did get access to that and it's very valuable, but uh, you know, I, I want to respect uh, your, your hard work. I know how it is to make these, but uh, yeah, but go ahead and share it. And maybe we can go through that document a little bit. Cause that does have okay. some tips specifically around the Delhi fair and, you know, how it's organized and, and everything. And I mean, all the trip attendees here, we're going to do a deep dive for you, you know, once we're there, but do you want to so, up? And yeah. Then- so I have the, the PDF. I showed the map a bit, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, there's, there's, there's tons of, tons of rooms here. Right. And, uh, you know, we have this layout that's very overwhelming. I know it's definitely overwhelming. I mean, <laughs> I mean so that's why I, that's why I guess I have been focusing on product search here because I again it's first yeah. time in India but Canton Fair or China or Hong Kong if you just go in with no idea what you want I I know people that do that and and they they're usually you know it's it's not it's not as effective at least pick a category at least pick a group yeah. of products you know I mean because you can't you can't really get everything so I I would at least say pick a a room right look at this map that's why I asked Megla for the map at least pick a couple yeah. of sections and and, and uh, strategize because it is overwhelming. But what were you saying, Michael? Yeah, I was just saying that for the Delhi Fair specifically, I mean, there are about three and a half thousand, four thousand exhibitors. And there are two areas, basically. One is the permanent stalls, which are more like shops. If you've been to, you know, maybe like a wholesale market like Ewu or something like that. So it's more like that. And then there's the temporary booths. So if you scroll up a little bit, there's a shot of the temporary boots. So this go down. Yeah. So this is, they're basically just temporary boots, like, you know, any other trade show. And so most of our focus is going to be at the temporary boots when we're at the trade show, but then we also can go to the permanent boots and, you know, see what products are on display over there because though, I mean, they're basically showrooms, you know, like there are sellers or suppliers that have showrooms over there and uh, they display products year round 
and they have more samples over there than they than there are in the in the temporary area and in the temporary area you'll find you know small booths that are maybe just like 10 square meters and there are huge ginormous booths that are you know in the middle of the hall and those are the more well established suppliers generally because they have invested more in the booth and in the products and everything whereas you know the smaller booths are of course maybe smaller suppliers and most suppliers at the trade show they are manufacturers first of all all of them are exporters so that's a good thing about this fair that it's really export focused so they have you know their export licenses they understand the products that are required in overseas markets and they are export ready now most of them are manufacturers but some of them may be trading companies who are maybe just you know sourcing different products from different types of you know, manufacturers and selling them, but by and large, most are manufacturers. And sometimes it's very easy to tell if they're a manufacturer or not. You just look at the product display in their booth. And if it is really, you know, focused on one particular material, then generally they are a manufacturer. Like if they have everything, you know, in wood and metal, they're most likely a manufacturer. If they have everything related to, you know, home furnishings or rugs, and that works in China too, right, Mike? Yeah, (laughs) something similar strategy. Even at the global trade show, that's what we talk about (laughs) over there. Exactly. but it's very common in India for suppliers to outsource and, uh, you know, they, they might uh, manufacture one product in-house and they might outsource other products. So that's something that you have to be aware of. And you also have to make sure that, you know, in India, the issue sometimes is when a supplier doesn't specialize in a product, then there could be, you know, potentially quality issues down the line. So as much as possible, try to find a supplier that specializes in the product that you're looking for. Agreed. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, it's not India, but China, like I was at Canton Fair last year and uh, I, I found a new supplier for a product. It was China, it's definitely, I think, a China product. But I, I when when I saw the booth, it only had that one product, which is a flask. It's a, it's a, it's a drinking flask. Yeah. All they had, it was like shelves and shelves and shelves of flasks. Like, whereas you go to another booth and they have like, Oh, you're looking for this product. Oh yeah, we have it. We have it over here. And it's like one shelf in the back, like on the third shelf. And then there's like four of them in a box and they take out the, that's not their product. Right. So yeah, for sure. Like, like uh, I agree. Yeah. And um, see, yeah. Going back on that vase, because you're going to the fair, you know, you're getting an export manufacturer and we don't know where those people source that vase. They might've got that from India Mart, which is the local, not the actual export focused suppliers so and so if they bought those and they haven't been packed properly haven't got the uh, right sort of little decant things in the boxes when it's on the sea and things like that and they can be the difference between getting a good supplier and a bad supplier because if you just go on to india mart and don't know any better you could end up with an inferior product with a supplier who doesn't really know how to export those products and how they should be packed for export. That's the thing with this fair, that everyone there is an export licensed sort of person. So it makes a difference as well. Agreed. Yeah, so we're here on this Yeah. Yeah, and then like in this document, of course, touching a product to see their quality, because if the sample at the show is bad, you gotta assume their mass production is gonna be worse <laughs> if their samples yeah. aren't even if the samples are not even good at the show then you can't imagine 
the quality of the production. I think you'd be um, pleasantly surprised at the quality. I look. I remember the first time that we did the fair, we went as groups around and we were looking for bad, you know, like things that you know weren't really perfect, and it was very hard to spot things. It's yeah. amazing. The quality there is is amazing. Really great. Yeah, yeah I'm really. Looking Paul, do you have any other specific questions? About the trade show or about navigating the trade show? Yeah, I mean, it's a pretty extensive document. I... Yeah, this is an extensive document. And okay, terms and oh. prices. Yeah. So, uh, prices. So, you're not placing orders at the trade show, right? You're basically there to find potential suppliers that you can, you know, work with to understand their capability. And to get as many supplier contacts as possible in your specific niche. So, Paul, I know what your niche is. You know, you would focus on that niche and you would spend like two days, two days out of three days in that one hall where you can find, you know, your niche and talk to each and every supplier that does that category. And so you would discuss prices at that time. Terms, you can ask the supplier for terms, but... I don't think that's the right time to negotiate prices and terms, you know, because at that point you're just collecting as much information as possible. Then you'll probably go into sampling and, and, you know, that would be done after the trade show, or if you can visit the factory, you know, when, while you're there, sometimes they can even produce a sample for you, you know, while you're there, for example, if you go to Jaipur, we're spending two days there. And if one of the suppliers you meet at the show is from Jaipur, they can even develop a sample for you. But, you know, you can, you have, like, if you're coming with us on the trip, you have access to our sourcing experts who can go with you along, along with you. They can yeah. walk around the fair and they have a good idea of the prices, like what the price should be of specific products. So at least, you know, if, if, if a supplier quotes you a very high price, they'll be able to tell you, okay, no, this is not a right price. So they can help negotiate the price as well. But at that point, you're not really negotiating and, and all of those you know, not going into the nitty gritty. Would you agree, Mike? I mean, what do you generally yeah, do? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I mean, my biggest point is you, you came all this way. You, you shouldn't be like really ha haggling or, or negotiating. I think you're just really building this relationship and letting them offer something to you. And it, they're there. They, I don't know. I mean, they, they definitely invested time and money to be there. So they want cost you as a customer. I don't think you want to just dive right into uh, price and terms. Of course, you want to get some basic ideas. But I would uh, more focus on building the relationship, making sure the product quality is good, knowing they're uh, someone I can work with long term. I mean, I think my what I tell people is the biggest mistake a lot of people have made, especially me over the years, is we focus too much on the price, right? We focus too much on the price, which of course is important. But you should, if you have a, if sometimes I don't know about India, but definitely in China, if you push the price too low, they'll find a way to make it cheaper. You know what I mean? They can make it. They can, make it cheaper, right? they can make it cheaper. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. so I think delayed payment terms. So Paul has a follow-up question, right? If I can achieve delayed payment terms, that helps me grow faster. Absolutely. And generally what we found is delayed payment terms comes with repeat orders. So for example, Mark, I, you know, your supplier doesn't even ask for any advance payment, right? So when do you generally pay your supplier now? When my goods are on the water, I say, you haven't billed me yet, and then I pay. But I've been dealing with the same supplier for since 2017. 
So, yeah, but I mean, it, you know, it takes to build up. But something that and I, not everyone agrees with me, but I like to say to a supplier, because if I see something I like, I would go and research it and think, right, I can get $40 for that. So I can't pay more than 8 or $9 for it. So instead of me dreaming about that for the whole, you know, three days at the fair and thinking that I'm going to do that, and then I find out that it's going to cost me $14, I would say to the supplier, can you make me that? I can only pay $9. Is that a you know, fair price? And if they say, no, we're 12 or 14, I just walk away. That, that product isn't for me. A lot of people don't think that they like to haggle and negotiate, but I don't want something that's going to be $9 if it's going to be paper thin or inferior quality or inferior materials. So to me, if they can't do it for maybe, you know, you can negotiate down $1 or $2, but if it's going to be like $5 gap or something, it's, it's a waste of your time because you're never going to achieve that. And it's so important now that you have that profit margin in it. So it's no good looking for something that, you know, is going to be selling for $14 and, you you know, buying for 14 and you can only get 40 for it because you're not going to make any money on it. It's just not going to be enough margin in it with all the Amazon costs and everything. So you've got to think about that as well. And I think be honest with the supplier and tell them what you can afford to pay for a product. But, Anna, Mike, what do you think about that? Or do you like to do it the other way? I mean, and hang on. I mean, get there's it. different ways of getting financing, right? There's it depends on where your company's registered, but you could also get financing you know how to get financing from you're basically trying to get financing from the supplier right it's basically yeah. your question but you can also get financing on amazon themselves depending on your company's background and registration you can get amazon financing on your inventory or your you know your purchases and um, there's other third-party platforms but i just i just feel like if you just come to in you know anywhere your first question is is, is terms before you've even done any business with them. Maybe I would just say over time, I, I want to build my relationship with them. I, I, I've, I've been able to do this in China, Thailand, other countries, but I think at least that's my style. I'm also not a very aggressive bargainer. I guess I'm the good cop. Maybe I'm a bad cop in your business <laughs> or uh, some other strategies is some fun ones is maybe again, like I don't want to be deceiving, but in negotiation, maybe you have a, a business partner or an investor or a board of directors that's not with you that you have to convince them to buy from them and you're trying to help. You're a good cop, right? You want to buy from them, but I have to report back one after my trip to my partners and my investors or my board of directors and I have to justify this, this order and I want to order from you, but you have to help work with me. It's not, I'm not the decision maker. I'm not, I may be part of the decision, but it's not only my decision. I'm not the only one deciding. You have to give me a case to bring back after my sourcing trip to propose to my partners about this decision. And even my wooden vase, I have to, even they're not my, maybe a partners, I do have partners, but even my team, I have to justify this to my team, right? They're like, what? This price is so high or this term. So you're just trying to collect information. You're not trying to like bargain with them. You're saying, oh, is that possible? Is it something we could work out now or later? Maybe you can give us terms. I know maybe it's, we don't know each other right now. You know, we can do it like this at the beginning, but hopefully over time, is this something you've done before? Is this something we could do together? Is this something you can help? I can offer this to my partners when I come back and I put this on my notes. When I go back to my, my office, my home country, can I say that this supplier, you would be willing to do that at some point? Maybe not now. Like this, this is my style. Yeah, I give them like. And I think the conversation becomes 
Yeah, the conversation about terms becomes easier at this point because you're there, you're face to face with the supplier. They know that you have invested time, money and effort to come all the way to India. And, you know, you're basically a serious buyer. So they would definitely give you better terms, maybe not on the first order, but maybe on the second or the third order. They will definitely give you better terms because they know that you're a serious person, a serious buyer. They have met you face to face, you know, compared to somebody they've only met online or who's just sent them an email. Like if you send a cold email mm-hmm. to a supplier and say that, hey, I want, you know, 70, 30 terms, they would never do that. Right. But if you are there in person, you place the first order, maybe their terms are 30, 70, and you say, hey, I want 50, 50, you know, this is my product, I'm selling well, and I want to launch this brand, blah, 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 whatever, tell your story, they might agree to 50, 50. And then you tell them, hey, on the next order, I want 70, 30. I think that just becomes an easier conversation, because there's more trust They They see you in person. I can't say I've done it. But but some people do three payments. I mean, I, I think that's a little bit excessive, but some people do like the last 20, 30% later, like at in arrival and things like that. There's a lot of creative ways. So you could do like 30, 40, 30, if that's the right math, something like that, you know, but I feel like that's just excessive. Just yeah. for me personally. Something that but. we haven't touched on and is big in India is having a, an order value, so a minimum sort of order value. So instead of, so if you go into a booth and, just say they're selling all nice wooden things and you think, oh, gee, I like that, that and that, you can go to them and say, what is your minimum order value? So if I spent $8,000 with you, what can I have? And they might let you take four different products with a much lower MRQ to to Mm. do like best order and then you can sort of see which products work. You might decide to keep them all, you might not, but it's better than having to buy 500 of something and being stuck with it if it doesn't work so you can two, do two or three and particularly from one manufacturer you've got a bigger shipment then so your shipment is going to be cheaper and you, you're actually starting off trialing four products at, or you know three four depending on what you like and if you use the same material and this is what i did i have the, my i've got a brand and there's nine products in it and it's all made of the same material all different niches different types of products but cool. Every one of my products, if I go into it, will have the three of my products frequently bought together because people buy them because they match their home, because the decor matches. So, and that's how I started. I was a kid in a candy store and I didn't know which product to pick. And I said to him, God, I don't know what. And he said to me, well, if you spend $8,000, you can take. And I actually started off with eight products that Amazing. day. And that's how, and I actually ended up keeping some. Some don't sell as good as others, but... They still sell because I don't even advertise. I don't do PicoSan, a couple of them, because they just sell because people buy them to go with the other things. So that's something else you can look at in India because they will do that for you. And, I mean, you can get down to 5000 depending on the factory. So that's something else that you can look at when you're in a shop and you're a bit, I don't know what to take. And if it's something that will cross-sell, hey, it's a great brand story. It's everything because it, it looks the same. And people want to buy matching things for their home. So I think that's something else people should look at. You know, it could, could be hammered metal. It could be, you know, mango wood. It doesn't have to be, you know, exactly True. the same product, just something that looks similar. Yeah, the materials. This is great. I mean, this is gold. I mean, I think I'm getting some good comments from people here. And, but I think we should start to wrap up today. We're going to have an, another live session for confirmed attendees next week where we'll have more like interactive. They could 
you know, call me even on the, on the screen sharing and the audio and, and uh, share their, I can't wait. I mean, it seems like Megalith says some people confirmed today already have products. I love, I can't wait to work with them, you know, next week on a call and meet them in person in India. Maybe we talk a little bit about the show again for those that might want to see if they can grab a last chance and a ticket. It's February arrivals on the 4th of February. And there's two choices, right? There's a, you can enjoy in the factory visits or, or, or not, but it's about, it's a 10 day, 10 day trip to the 14th. Lots and there's a huge agenda. Maybe we could share the screen. I could go through the agenda on, it's right on the website. I've been studying it myself for <laughs> my own preparations. But it's, it's a lot, and I know and, how much... Trip attendees, we're going to give you a detailed agenda, so you don't need to look at the one on the website. And Mike, you too, like, we're going to give you a, a oh, detailed I'm sure. I've heard I mean, and, and I others. But <laughs> yeah, the, the core events, the 4th to the 11th, and then there's the optional factory tours, 11th to 13th. But yeah, it's going to be really, really intense, uh, hyper-learning, networking, culture experiences. Or Bollywood night, I... I do I, I can't wait. Wow, this is going to be great. It's going to be great. I guess well, if you that. scroll right at the top, there's a, yeah, you can go. Yeah. yeah, I think it was a separate page. Yeah. Yeah, it was a separate page. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So we arrive on the 4th. I already have my flight and visa all set, so I, I can't wait. And then uh, meet each other. And then there's the sourcing conference. So we get everything ready. The dinner in Bollywood night on the 5th. And then the trade show starts on the 6th. So each day we have trade shows and I'll be there with you coming. And like Mega says, other experts will be helping you. And then we have masterminds at evenings and networking dinners for those core days of the trade show. Also, I'm curious about this school. I, I think I'm going to pick the school, but there's other things to do on recreation days or sightseeing or school visits and dinners, but it's action packed. And then uh, trade shows again. And a day trip to Taj, Taj Mahal. I can't wait for that. That's going to be amazing. Got, of course, a photo there for the social media. And then the trip is done. But then there's the factory tours on the 11th and uh, factory tours and visits. So it's a, it's a, as you can see, we started on the 4th and can all, all the way to the 13th. So it's, a, it's an intense, intense learning, networking, cultural experience that I think is one that I can't wait for uh, can't wait for so we also have a coupon code yeah use gfa coupon code for 150 dollar discount and i'd uh, love to see you there and uh, we'll help you there's also telegram groups that we're chatting in with other attendees already and uh, there'll be some pre-calls and workshops so i'm actually sorry what were you saying no i was just saying yeah the coupon code and we're going to start our pre-trip webinars this week so friday is the first one and we've got two next week and then another one so we're going to be covering of course there's one session with you then we're going to be covering walking the trade show and then we'll do one session with all of our sourcing experts so introduce the group to all of the experts that are going to be with us on the trip yeah so there's a lot of preparation and of course we help you with the visa with the flight guidelines yeah. as well so we have very detailed documents about you know how to do your visa yeah it was very well was planned. it easy I, to do the visa mike like, i went through it i mean it was as easy as could be for what they asked for i mean your documents really helped they asked for a, a lot i'm not gonna lie <laughs> I was, yeah. but i mean your documents and support was really helpful 
but yeah, it's uh, it's it's uh, it's all set and uh, it was issued pretty quickly, I think. And if you made a little, I think I have one clarification I had to send, and they were it's pretty easy online. I did it all online with the forms and and online flow. Okay. Yeah, sometimes ask for an invitation letter as well. So I don't know. They ask for it. You know, for some people they they ask for it, but. Previously, they never used to ask for an invitation letter, but this time, for some reason, they are asking. Most yeah, I had to do it. Yeah, I tried to kind of, I kind of, I don't know if I, I tried to just put like, a, I uploaded your itinerary or your welcome letter. I was hoping they were just going <laughs> to, I was hoping to just stamp it, you know, like, you know, they actually asked, they refollowed up and then I asked you, but sometimes I just stuff, stuff it with something because maybe they just, rubber stamp it but they they, they still wanted it <laughs> anyway but, uh, but yeah it's it's gonna be great uh, I, and uh, i think we're mostly good for now i mean there'll be another session so if i think there's some people already on this call that are uh, confirmed so I, i'll see you again next week live in the call and i'll see you in india in person and uh, you know any questions hopefully today's session was helpful you know Megan and i were chatting we're like are we giving too much away you know for free <laughs> I think it was. I'm seeing Mark giving up all this about MOV and everything. Man, we gave a lot, of, you know, but I think there's even more. I mean, there's so much more knowledge and experience that we can't possibly share on a, a webinar that we'll be doing in the in person and uh, in these next upcoming uh, masterminds. So thank you all uh, for, for joining us today. I, I really have fun with this. is, I think, second or second one Magdalene and Mark and I have done together, and we have fun here on these. So it's great. Yes, I can't wait at the MMM squad, yeah. I think just spending the day with all different people and chatting, I love it because you, you get to meet people from all around the world. They've all got different ideas, different products, and everyone's learning together, and I think it's brilliant. Awesome. Can't wait. All right, everybody. Seems like we – I hope we got all the questions. There was a lot, actually, but uh, thank you, everybody, for your time. Okay. Bye, everyone. Bye. Save the date, Cross-Border Summit 2024 is coming back. 2023's was epic, never got such great feedback in all of our events. Cross-Border Summit 2024, we're planning already a year in advance. Save the date, November 14th and 15th will be the core event, but of course it is a full week of amazing things. There's pre-events, post-events, workshops, trainings, elephant sanctuaries we have a lot of amazing things here in chiang mai thailand again so i would love to see you there we've already pre-sold some tickets to previous people we will be opening up tickets soon subscribe to get updates at 2024.crossbordersummit.com also check out videos and testimonials from last year as well as all of our years we did them in china and this will be our sixth one It will be great to meet you there and network and make some great relationships. I can't wait. November 2024. Thank you so much for choosing to listen to these shows and watching Global From Asia. 424 of these every other week. We already got the next one rolling. It'll be a fun one talking about the load pipe protocol, show and tell, meeting our co-founder CTO, Bo. Can't wait for that one. And I can't wait to go to India. So I really appreciate all of you. I've never been busier in my whole life. Actually, a lot of you I'm talking to about working together on projects and businesses. It's the dream. It's the dream. And, uh, you know, it's over 10 years of Global From Asia, 15 in Asia, 20 20 years in e-commerce. 
you know, but that's what it takes, you know, that's what it takes. His dedication, passion, love, you know, synergizing with your team. But uh, let's back to India. First time to go. There's also going to be some interactive sessions I'm going to do. I'm going to do masterminds. I can't wait to work with a group going already, talking to them, doing a private session. I think they'll be finished by the time this podcast goes online. But if you want to join, I don't know the next time I'll be going to India. And if you want to work with me and other experts there, this is the time to make it. But no matter what, I really recommend India Sourcing Trip. I know Megla is doing amazing things. Everybody's always so excited when they go, both attendees and experts and everybody else. So it would be really cool to catch you there. As we mentioned, GFA is a coupon code for $150 discount. And we'd love to just meet you there, go to Taj Mahal. I'll share some updates. Probably do a re- I'll definitely do a video vlog on it. But I'll maybe even do some podcasts on the floor and other sessions. So I can't wait. This is what life is about, taking action, making things happen, traveling, exploring cultures, new products, ideas, and more. Thanks again for watching. See you on the next episode. Subscribe, like, blah, 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 whatever. Take care. Bye-bye. To get more info about running an international business, please visit our website at www.globalfromasia.com. That's www.globalfromasia.com. Also, be sure to subscribe to our iTunes feed. Thanks for tuning in.